Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Greg Harrelson here with my uh, great partner, uh, Brendan Payne. And we just want to discuss, you know, out in the open, we want to have an open discussion about something that we've been discussing internally. As you all know, if you watch videos from time to time, you'll see that Brendan and and I own Center 21 Expert Advisors in Charleston, South Carolina, as well as the Harrelson Group in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And there's something we've been seeing. There's a trend that's occurring in the real estate industry that kind of caught us by surprise. But when we think about it, we're like, oh, well, that was pretty obvious. We should have saw that coming. Mm-hmm. So the the trend, Brendan, that you and I have discussed is it seems like the top producers, today's top producers, meaning the, the real estate agents that are doing a ton of business that are growing at the fastest rate, are seeing the highest, the most, the, the best trajectory in the real estate business seems to be the younger agents. There seems to be a trend where agents are coming into the business at younger ages and they're starting off their careers with 30 or 40 transactions in their first year. In other words, they're top producers by the first, by the end of the first 12 months. So mm-hmm. that's what we want to talk about. You know, Brendan, why don't you just kick it off and just kind of share with me or us what some of those observations are, and let's dissect this and see if we can share some information that helps open people's eyes as to what's available that with to them in a in a career in real estate. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, and I agree. I mean, we, this is something that's kind of it keeps showing up, and we keep yeah. mentioning things, and now we've really just kind of started looking at it a little bit deeper and. One of the one of the trends I think that goes along with that is the fact that people are open to like there's a lot more exposure of this industry. I mean, if you just think of things like you know they, a lot of the, the people that are in their 20s and 30s right now, they grew up with their parents watching HGTV and watching flipping shows and watching all this stuff. So the industry is really popular, and it's yeah. been you know it's been exposed. So people are realizing whether it's accurate or not. They see some of the stuff and go wow, that's something that I could, if I could duplicate that, I could have a pretty good living. And then they start doing a little research and they see, you know, I could have a little bit of freedom. And, you know, then you've got the, the, the other side of it where there's a lot of people that are open to something beyond the traditional finish up high school and um, then move on to whatever their four-year degree is. And so I think uh, it's interesting because there's a correlation between the people who maybe aren't as comfortable doing the tried and true. Let's just extend going through high school, go into college, go get a job. The people that aren't comfortable with that are usually the people that are comfortable taking a little bit more chance, a little bit more risk, have a little bit, maybe more of an entrepreneur spirit. And that's a really good thing to have in this business. So I think all those yeah. things are coming together at a time where the opportunity is there and people are jumping on it and, um, and, and making some pretty big moves. Yeah. You know, you just said a word that I really, that, that, that resonated with me and you said entrepreneurial mm-hmm. because I feel like eight, not agents, younger, the younger individuals are getting into real estate, but they're getting into the real estate with an entrepreneurial mindset not uh, I'm looking for a job mindset. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I and, and and that's fascinating because it's almost like instead of the old days, older days than me and you, like maybe our parents' days and their parents' days, where they said, you know, you need to go get an education, or if we go like a few generations, you need to go learn a trade. And then you need to go work for General Motors. You need a trade, you need a skill, and then you need to go get a job so you can have security. Right. And then I think our parents were like, hey, you need to get a college education so you can have a career. But now it's like the generation now, the younger ones are like, hey, I want to go be an entrepreneur. I want more freedom. I want to create. I want to you know, I want to this is what I want. And I want a clear path to get there and a, a, a normal job nine to five where, you know, five years from now, based on your your and I think you were in one of those jobs. Absolutely. With Lowe's. Right. You I remember you telling me that, you knew even years ahead, you knew exactly where you were going to be. From a pay standpoint, can yeah. can you bring that to the conversation? Because you'll explain it better than me. Yeah, that was that was probably the the final nail in the you know just being in the corporate world of looking and saying this is your salary, and we were real back end loaded, so we had a lot of bonus potential. But in anything where you have to meet your numbers for someone else, if someone else is controlling your numbers and you keep meeting them, the numbers keep going; they get get more challenging. So you could look on an annual basis and say, all right, if I do the best I can, the best I can, I know exactly what I'm going to make. And yeah. next year, when I get my new numbers, I know exactly what I'm going to make. And after a while, you're going, I don't have control over any of this stuff. Then couple that with looking maybe across the room in a meeting or across the country, one of your counterparts, and you know, they're not doing anything but now you're making the same money because that's the salary range that you're in for that position. That was just, that was, that was the end. That was when I just decided, you know what, I've got to take control over what I can actually create for myself and my family. That was a difference. That's awesome. So how, how long did you work for that company? I was in that industry for 11 years. Okay. So right out of college. Yeah. Right out of college. Okay. Yep. Perfect. You, you, you just did it perfectly, right? You did your job. You went to yep. college, you got your education and you got with a fantastic corporation and you're in that industry for 11 years. So it took you all that college in 11 years for you to come up to that conclusion that you came up with. Here's what I find fascinating, Brendan, and you're the one that actually brought this to my attention. That is, it seems like People are coming to that same conclusion that you came to 11 years after being in the industry and college. They're actually coming into that same coming to that same conclusion much earlier. Yep. And now they're saying, you know what? I don't want to actually spend 11 years in an industry where it's nine to five. I can't be creative. I just have to check off someone's checklist and I'm going to make the same amount of money, maybe just a little bit more every year. It seems like people are desiring much more out of their career. And I think that's why we see younger agents or younger professionals, younger men and women um, getting into real estate. And we're seeing them actually grow their businesses a lot faster than, than normal. I, I wrote something down here. Some like, these are things that I think are benefits that the younger generation is starting to see about the real estate business. And that is real estate business, growing a real estate business is predictable, meaning you can actually figure out that if you do these things, you can grow 
your your income to whatever level you want, not based on what the corporate told you your 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 um, pay grade is. Mm-hmm. You actually can dis- you can not choose your job. You can choose your pay, and then you can then write a business plan on how to actually get that. So you can choose ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, one hundred fifty thousand. Versus choosing a job, you can choose your pay. And then you can build the job around what it is you want to pay, uh, be paid. So I'm calling that predictable. The other thing, it's flexible. I, I see that the younger generation loves flexibility. It's flexible. They're able to, like again, pick their pay. And then if they're around the right mentors, um, then they can build a business plan to get to that pay. Play, um, pay. But there's multiple routes to get there. You don't have to do it this way. You can do it this way, this way, or this way, and you can get there. So there's some flexibility. There's some options on how you can build that business to get to where you want to go. I call that flexibility. Then I put here, it's profitable. Because you can do it, and there's a proven path and ways to do it, that you can actually turn some really good profits in the business. Again, that's the entrepreneur side of the younger generation. That's like, Hey, I'd like to make some money. They're seeing that it's actually profitable. And then here's the last one. And this is the one I get a kick out of. I I can't think of a better word, but I'm going to call it fundable. And that doesn't mean you can afford to get into the business. Mm -hmm. What I mean is the younger generations are enjoying the fact that it's predictable, it's flexible, it's profitable, and it can fund all the things that they've been wanting to do in life. Yeah, It's fundable. It's one of those things that you can take that money and you can fund all those activities that you really want to enjoy, whether it's philanthropy, whether it's you know going out there on surfing trips, or whether it's saving money, buying real estate, you actually can generate the funds, the additional funds, to go out and make investments either in emotional gains or financial gains, which is really hard to do at an early age in the corporate world. Usually it takes you years and years and years. And then finally you have a 401k and maybe a little bit of extra money so you can buy an investment property. Real estate's totally different. You can fund your projects a lot earlier on. Yep. The the other thing too that I, I was taking some notes during that Think about we're 2020 right now. So we're 12 years, just almost 12 years out of the, um, the crash, basically the, you know, the, the whole real estate beginning of the meltdown was in fall 2008. That's when it all started. Look at where today's 20 and 25 year old were 12, 13 years ago. They were kids growing up watching their parents in jobs, careers that got completely turned on their head right then and finished up a good portion of their childhood or the end portion of their childhood, that real formative, like, what am I going to do? Watching adapt adaptation to new careers or watching somebody, maybe a parent that had been through 15, 20 years of a career and then was completely out of a job and had to start over. That is a huge impact on this. I think they are not going to be acceptable of just going through the motions and doing something either that they're really not, um, not really engaged in just because they call it a job and it's after their, their college career, or if they're going to do something that maybe isn't the first thing they thought of, is it going to give them a lot of opportunity? And this obviously does. Yes. The, the other thing is like, you are a great example of maybe the, 
maybe the the changing of the guard in this industry, you followed your dad mm-hmm. out of the, basically by default, right? Couldn't find yeah. what you wanted. Yeah, I was failing out. Of, yeah, I, I don't mind sharing. I was failing out of college, yeah. going nowhere in the college career life standpoint. My dad was selling real estate. He was doing, I would say, above average, fairly good. Um, you know, and this is 20 plus years ago. And then I, by default of like, I better do something. I went and kind of worked, worked for him and then, and then grew from there. So think about you got into it, have your dad, who's going to share everything. You may not thought he did at the time, but he was going to share everything in the business. He's much smarter as I get older, right? He would be willing to share, take you under his wing, do that whole process. For most people, if they're looking at it as an 18-year-old in 1989, they're probably looking at that and going, the people that I know that are really good in this business have been here for 20 years. How does a kid like me jump into this business? The accessibility of what it took to be, to be successful in real estate 25, 30 years ago was not there. You had to come in and be an apprentice. You had to come in and work underneath somebody. You had to go, you know, bust your chops and and learn the ropes and all those things. Now look at it. Now you come out of school, high school, you're 18. You've got the entire map in front of you. You find somebody that is willing to guide you and coach you, has a predictable, profitable plan that's worked for other people. You put the plan in place and you can start out. And in your early 20s, you're making a couple hundred grand. Man, you are accessibility, right? Like I'm thinking right now, Brennan, if I did not have my dad to show me the ropes in the beginning, because I, you know, I'm in it longer than you are. So remember Mm -hmm. the MLS was a book, Mm -hmm. which means the listings weren't on. There was no Zillow. You couldn't go on the internet and see all the properties for sale. It was a book, right? So like, I mean, I just flipped through a book. Like most real estate agents, when I got into the business, most real estate agents, top producers, they were in the business. They were dinosaurs. And, and that's the top producer of, uh, uh, you know, and that's has been the top producer in the past is who could actually stay in the yeah. business the longest time. Just year and, and year, just keep collecting bones, collecting yes. deals. Yeah. And then you become like the big yeah. dog, right? Yeah. Cause you've got all these bones. Now it's like, that's not the way to get into real estate. The way to get into real estate now and why the younger generations is doing so well is they can get in now. And then people like you and I coach them and show them the ropes, just like my dad did with me, show them the ropes. And next thing you do it because they're motivated, they're excited. They know that this is a career that's predictable. They can make as much money as they want. They're excited. So they follow the, the, the guidelines. They follow the blueprint that we share with them. And next thing you know, they go from zero to 30 to 40 to 50 deals in, in, in one to two years. And we're just like, wow, mm-hmm. like, you know, I would say four or five years ago, I was saying, wow, look how fast that young person did it. Now it's, it's the new normal in our office because we're, yeah. we attract the younger generation because we, uh, we do so much coaching and, 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 and mentoring. Um, but now it's like, I see the trend it's there, it's happening and it's available. Yeah. 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 The accessibility of the information and you combine that with the drive and it doesn't matter what age you come in at. It's just a, that's a winning combination. The difference is, is that you've got a lot of people coming out in that generation that are like, I'm not necessarily going the traditional route. I mean, we've got a handful in our offices um, that have just really, you know, they've come in in a short period of time, 
they blow away people's expectations, probably including their own, because they just were not going to be that traditional age or that traditional path. And so, you know, that, that brings up a good question for somebody that's out there sitting right now, 2020 might have been in college and wondering, man, is the industry that I was going for really been impacted? Is it going to be changed? There's millions of people that are out of work. What will that mean for my particular industry? Or maybe they just haven't chosen a path yet. What's that mean? Like, what are some of the things we've, we've covered a couple of them, but what really, what's it really come down to in terms of the, the recipe of somebody sitting there thinking, maybe this is an option for me. Cause I haven't found that other one. What, what are some of the things that you've seen over your years that are the consistent factors that somebody's got to bring to the table to be successful? Yeah. And, and, and before I answer that, I, I'd say one other reason why people are now for the younger generation that real estate is, be, is on the radar for them is because, because of what you said, accessibility to information, that's actually reduced the risk of failure tremendously. Yeah. You know, so like the failure rate doesn't have to be high. Um, as long as you're tapping into the resources, but, you know, so characteristics, you know, and, and, and I'm seeing a lot of the, 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 this with the younger generation. When I look at the young guns that are out there that are just, man, they're crushing it. I'm looking at them and saying, okay, what are they really doing? You know what they're doing is they're, they're making a commitment that this is going to be my career, not my job. This is my business. And, and I think there's some sort of pride, some sort of ownership, some sort of um, maybe inspiration that comes from knowing that I'm building a business versus I'm working a job. So I think just from the get-go, the younger generation, when they come in and they say, hey, man, I'm so excited to build my business, that just sets the tone. Now, all of a sudden, I also see that when they have that mindset, then they're more willing to say or ask people like you and I, okay, how do I make it happen? How do I get to six figures? How do I get to 200,000? So when they make the decision that they're going to build a business, then they're more likely to go and be resourceful and start building, you know, they start tapping into people like you and I who already know how to do this. And they say, okay, show me how. So that's important. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not underestimate that their willingness to say, how do I do it? Versus if it's just the job, they're like, okay, what am I supposed to do today? Yeah. And they, it's almost like they're robots, you know, just come in, wake up, do a job, wake up, punch a widget. They're not doing that. They're actually focusing on building a blueprint. Then when they have that blueprint on how to actually reach that monetary level that they want to get, they seem to show up with more energy, more excitement, and they're passionate about building that business because they see a clear path to what they want. And that path is not nearly as long as 25 years retiring from a corporation with yeah. some sort of 401k or pension. They're yeah. more excited and motivated to get that path. And then whatever it is, however they choose, whatever the lane that they choose or type of business that they want to build, then they seem to show up 
early. They seem to check off the, the items, the action items, and they enjoy the process. They enjoy what they're doing. They're passionate because they know that by doing this, they're going to get that. You know, so those are the characteristics that I think you know, come to my mind when I look at the young examples that are just crushing it, making lots of money, that's what they're doing. That's how they're doing it. Yep. Yep. And it's very consistent with exactly what you said, different words of exactly what you said after I had, man, interviewed, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 different companies in town before you and I sat down and, and I asked you just a very pointed question, which was why, you know, how am I going to be successful? How am I going to fail? What, tell me what it's going to take. And you said three words and I'll never forget that you said the three things that you're going to have to do, you're going to have to bring to the table is number one, you got to be coachable. So you've got to be willing to say, you know what? I know somebody's got a plan and I'm willing to follow it. I don't know it. And I'm going to put everything into following that plan. That was number one. Second one was you've got to be competitive not like you got to just rip everybody's heads off, but you have got to want to win at this game. You've got to want to be a winner here. And that's what you're describing. And the third one was you got to be willing to work a schedule because, you know, at that time, I think it's a little, I think people still come in with this misconception, but maybe it's a little clearer now that this is, this is a career. This, you do have to come in and work. You've got to figure out the job. And that means you got to be committed to the time, like you were saying. But those three things, being coachable, being um, competitive, and being willing to work that schedule and work somebody's plan. And I'll be darned if it didn't work. And I saw it done multiple times since then. Yeah, yeah it, it, it really does come down to those three things. You know, and, and, and what's interesting is when, when, we, when we narrow it down to those three things, those things are, those are choices. Those are not necessarily you either have it or you don't. Those are things that you can choose to bring to the career. And, and, and that means we, everyone has the ability. Everyone has what they need in order to be successful in the real estate career. Mm -hmm. Now, all they have to do is choose it. They have to choose, okay, I'm going to be competitive. I, I'm going to compete. I'm going to show up, you know, in some sort of schedule because it is a business. You know, these are things that they have to have. And when they bring those things to the table, and yet when they bring those things to the table and then they intersect with information and proven methods, then, then the desired result is there. Because the newer agent, that they, they have to bring that coachability and those things to the, to the table. But what we can bring to the table is we can bring the how. So I think one challenge that a lot of people have and, and keeps them from getting into the industry is they say, well, I don't know how. You don't need to know how. Mm -hmm. We already know how. You just have to be coachable, competitive. And what was the third one? Be willing to work a schedule. And be work, willing to work a schedule. That's it. Yep. The how, we can share with you the what, the how. That's the easy part. Yep. The younger people just seem to have the energy and excitement and the desire that allows them to go and be that competitive, to be coachable, to follow those schedule. That's what I'm seeing. It's, yeah. it's, it's been inspiring to see what these young, you know, professionals are doing. And, you know, I wrote down here, um, 
I bet you their parents are proud. Yeah. And I bet you their parents doubted their decision. You're going to get into real estate? Well, you're only 19. You're only 21. You're only 23. You know, real estate agents are much more older than that. And the yeah. next thing you know, and we know this, we, we, we'll ha we have agents at 19 to 23, 24 that are earning more income than their parents now. That's, that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. Yep. Awesome. Well, great conversation. And I, I'm glad we dug into this a little bit more. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure we helped some people out there, hopefully have not, um, you know, given them some direction, maybe some options, but explaining really what, the, what it takes. So if there's somebody out there that's watching this and is wondering, you know, is this an option for me? Don't discount that it could be because um, I think that the best, one of the best things you said is it's a choice. This isn't like you and I 20 years ago deciding or choosing that we're going to go be brain surgeons. Like you and I probably weren't going to choose to be brain surgeons and be successful at it. We right. can choose to be really, really great in this industry and everybody's got that option. So Hopefully, if anybody else has any other questions or wants to reach out to us and just see a little bit more, dive in a little bit more on what it takes, then I know I'd love to talk with them. How do they get a hold of you, Greg? You know, um, I usually don't give out my telephone number <laughs> on, on these videos, but on this particular video, I feel like I should um, because this is a very important conversation. And, and I know you and I um, take this very serious. We want to guide people to success. And we don't want to candy coat anything. We, we want to be completely transparent and, and, and honest because we know these are big decisions. So if anybody wants to have a dialogue with me, feel free to just reach out to me. My, my direct number is 843-457-7816. Call me, but if you're a younger agent, you're probably going to text me and that's okay too. Great point. My eight four three two 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 five seven seven one, and and same for uh, same for both of, uh, for both of us. It's the same message. If we can help you in any way, definitely reach out. And uh, Greg, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on for this. It was great. Yeah, that was great. I'm glad to do that.